This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes. Until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental and more. Learn more at UH1.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Prize Picks is daily fantasy sports made easy. How does it work? You pick two to six players, and if they score more or less than their Prize Picks projection, you can win up to 25 times your money on any entry. Didn't get your picks in before the game started? No problem. You can get in the game for the second half. Sign up today using promo code FOOTBALL and get your first deposit instantly matched up to $100. Go to prizepicks.com or download the mobile app and enter code FOOTBALL to get your deposit match. Some restrictions do apply. See the website for details. Welcome back to the channel and another edition of the Spurs Chat Podcast. I'm absolutely delighted to be uh, joined by three very special guests as we talk about everything Tottenham Hotspur and, of course, the transfer window. I'm absolutely delighted to have Mike Lee, uh, the creator and uh, host of the Spurs Show, back with us. Mike, how are you? Good evening, Chris. Lovely to see. I love your titles at the top there. Wow, that's a big budget. Big budget titles. Well done. <laughs> very, very enjoyable. Well, lovely to have you back with us, Mike. We've also got Melvin all the way from Malta. Melvin, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. You know, nice hot summer. You know, spares in top four. What else? What else could we have? <laughs> exactly. Everyone's smiling at the moment. And it's lovely to have uh, Josh back with us. Josh, how are you? I'm very good, Chris. It's, it's lovely to be back. Excited for a, for a good chat. And uh, yeah, excited for a new season. And, and let's see where this transfer window goes. Yes. Absolutely. Well, Mike, let, let's start the show with you. Uh, the transfer window has been open in the UK for only two weeks. We've got three signings over the line so far. And of course, as Spurs fans, we are not used to doing deals so early. Uh, Ivan Perisic, Yves Basuma and of course, Fraser Forster. Uh, what have you made of the business so far that Tottenham have done? Well, you just told me off air that Tottenham fans are moaning because nothing's happened this week. Unbelievable. Normally nothing happens until the last day. We've got three well, I th- players I think, already. I think because it was such a great start, I think uh, <laughs> all of us, including me, expected something to happen this week. Did you? Oh, dear. Uh, no, I, I, I had a feeling there was going to be a bit of a pause now, uh, particularly that I read Daniel Levy is now doing the Jed Spence negotiations. So clearly there's sort of a big difference between the money that they want and we're going to pay. What a surprise. Mm. So I assume, I assume that means that Paratici, therefore, must be in Europe trying to get stuff done. Uh, and you kind of assume that, that the, out of all the areas needed, the centre-back is still something that we all as fans think uh, we certainly need another one there. I know Tanganga will be back. 
uh, from injury. But you kind of think that's one area that we probably need to strengthen if if we are going to, because we've got so many games next season, the Champions League and this weird break for the World Cup. So I assume that's one they're trying to get done first, which, would you think? Well, going back to your earlier point, Fabio Prasci at the moment is currently in Italy trying to get deals done. Um, We'll come on to um, talking about potential transfers, Mike. I just want to get your thoughts, first of all, on the business that we've done so far. Ivan Perisic, Ipa Suma, Fraser Forster. You happy with these three signings? They're absolutely fantastic. I've always loved Forster as a a goalie. I think he's always been a really good goalie, very underrated. He had a wonderful game against Arsenal this season, which was a, a joy to see. Perisic is absolute class, a fantastic player, free transfer, incredible business, and not only would he be great on the pitch, helping the young young players coming through. And Basuma, yeah. I mean, I mean, we all all of that game when Brighton beat us at the lane. He he was he was man of the match. He was absolutely fantastic, very very calm player. Um, and now from going pre the last window, we went we got the midfielders shocking. We're now going, oh, God, Skip, Pesuma, Bentoncourt, Holbier. All we need now is a creative midfielder for when we can't break down defences, which will be a lot next season at home. That's yeah. another one I think is is going to be key when games are really, really tight. We still lack that creativity in the middle of the park. I know, we lo- I know Conte likes the flanks and he wants the creativity from there, but I think also something in the middle as well. Maybe Ericsson, but I'm sure we'll, we'll discuss him later. Yeah, we can't get carried away. There is still so much more to do in the window. But um, as you said, Mike, you know, we've done the business early. Melvin, let's come to you. The three signings so far, you impressed? Yeah, I'm, I'm delighted. You know, um, I don't know, I mentioned this a few times. My, my girlfriend supports AC Milan, so I watch quite a bit of the Italian league and, and she hates Perisic for the right reasons. <laughs> He's yeah. a good player. He's a good yeah. player. He turns up for the big games. He's experienced. Yes, he's 33, but have you seen the photos? I mean, he has a massive six-pack. He's a big guy. <laughs> he's athletic, and um, he's perfect for us. He's a free transfer. It's the type of signing Chelsea would make a few years ago, yeah. and he would never come to spares. But it just these things never happen to us. These type of signings, they always go to other clubs, and now they're coming to us, which is brilliant, which makes me so happy. We're acting like a big club. You know, these free transfers, these are... You know, like picking candy. You know, it's 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 no brainers, and they're so smart and 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 wise. And you can tell they've planned these things months in advance because they didn't do them last week or two weeks ago. These things have been going on since January, since probably Conte had this little fit and he was angry. He made <laughs> Paratici and Levy act from January, and that's why they happened so quickly. And these things are done and they're over the line and. It eases the fans a little bit, but now it's been six days since we made the transfer, or a week, or a week. and now we're it's panicking terrible. again. It's because it's because us Spurs fans, we always think of the absolute worst before you know, Levy lost his bank account number, or or he can't find 150 million. As a Spurs fan, I think we're programmed to think of the absolute worst case scenario before you know we should keep calm. We have one of the best directors of football in charge with Levy. <laughs> I mean, Paratici is the, the, the good one. And um, yeah, it's it's like a marriage in a way. You know, they argue, they fight, but it's it's exciting times. And I'm I'm happy and, and calm at the same time. You know, I try to stay away from Twitter because, because Twitter makes you 
it makes you paranoid and, and, and it's not a nice place to be doing the transfer window. It's I'll trust in, in you know the Spurs boys to make it happen this season. Josh, let's come to you. I'm not at all surprised that we've got business done early because we've got Antonio Conte and I think that that changes um, a whole lot of things and I expected transfers to be done early. Are you impressed with the uh, with the business so far? And it's interesting what Melvin said there. We haven't had a transfer for a week and now a lot of Spurs fans uh, seem to be getting the ump saying, well, it's all gone dead. You know, it's all gone back to normal. How are you feeling? I'm very impressed. I'm very happy. I mean, what a signing Basuma is. And it's not just the fact that we've signed Basuma. But, uh, We've got such a great deal for him. I mean, that amount of yeah. money, that was it, 30 million, I think, 30, like on the edge of 20 to 30 million. What an absolute bargain. I mean, you look at Basuma, you're looking at clubs coming in for him, the Man Cities, the Chelsea's, and we come and pick him up, a young player, a player with a lot of potential, a player who's going to fit in our midfield and actually elevate our team. I'm really impressed with that, with that transfer. And obviously, uh, as Mike said, he absolutely bossed us. Uh, at the lane and he bossed Arsenal, laughed at Arsenal. There's that funny video of him having a laugh at Arsenal. He doesn't like Arsenal, uh, which is which is absolutely brilliant. Uh, but yeah, I'm really impressed with the Basuma signing. Fraser Forster, experienced, reminds me a bit of like, it's not as bad, but it's like Joe Hart. Again, it's a homegrown English goalkeeper. But he, uh, like Mike said, again, he had a cracking game. Uh, this this season at home at Southampton against Arsenal. And I swear, every time we've played him, he's always had quite a good game. He's one of those keepers who can actually turn up. He's got that experience. He's a big he's a big lad. Uh, he's got a presence about him. He's Premier League proven, unlike someone like Galini, who uh, we signed, obviously didn't have a clue what he's going to be like. And he didn't quite uh, get up to the mark. So I'm impressed with that signing. I think that's clever. And obviously we do need quite a few homegrown English players for the Champions League. There's like some some quotas that we need to fulfil. So I think that's a clever signing. And then Josh, obviously I'm... Well, I was going to say, with, with, uh, with Perisic and Basuma, would you expect both of them to start, you know, start straight away in the Premier League? I think it's going to be difficult for, for Basuma to actually make his way into our midfield because Hoiberg and Bentenker at the end of that season, oh my goodness, I was so impressed sitting in sitting in the shell side, just, just watching those two lads. They were chewing up the midfield. I was absolutely impressed with them too. So he's going to have to make his way into that side. He's going to have to work hard, but he's got the talent to do it. I mean, he's a very, very talented player, Basuma. He's got great feet. A lot of Spurs fans saying that he's a bit like Moussa Dembele. Uh, and I've watched a bit of Brighton, and he's he's a really impressive player. And I'm really I'm I'm really happy that Spurs have gone and signed him because, like I said, I, he's a type of player who would go to another club, and we are acting like a big club. This is what's really impressed me is that we're actually gone out there early in the transfer window, not left it to deadline day or the end of the transfer window. We've gone out there fast, quick, efficient, bang, 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 three signings. Really impressed, Chris. Really impressed. Mike, I don't think Antonio Conte would have it any other way, would it? Would he? No, I mean he was kind of saying it throughout the whole season. You know, you think about from that defeat of Burnley when he kind of basically said, "Maybe I'm not the right fit here, and I'm off and all that," and then apologise. You know what he's like. Look, the the you know the, the fact that him and Paratici work together, all this stuff that people don't think they talk and leaving, they don't. Of course, they're talking the whole time. This is big business every day. So it's every day they're talking. So clearly, we could all see what we need. You know, we're not. You know, we we go week in, week out. You see the deficiencies there. We all saw it. So we all know. So even before the transfer window is open, for once, we, we've identified people. Conversations have gone gone out. Um, deals have happened quickly. 
And I've no doubt other deals would come in. We believe he wanted six in. Players will go out. I think well, I'm sure we'll talk about players going out. We've also got some loanees floating about. The Celso, Hill, Undombele being the main one. Uh, it, yep. it wouldn't surprise if we could, I could see him coming back in. Uh, not that I don't think that Conte wants him back. And what's that going to mean? Because, you know, and, and, but, you know, the other thing as well, I mean, there's, there's talk, I mean, the Bergwijn thing as well. Key differences are happening now under Levy. We are now, it's reportedly saying that we're going to take less than Bergwijn that we pay for him. Now, in the past, we've had so many players sitting around not playing because Levy's gone, nope, got to get my money back. No, it's all about getting young players, building them up, getting a bit of sell-on value. That's not happening anymore. Conte's gone, get rid. I want him out of the club. Don't care if we lose money. The injection of £150 million, it's key. It's never happened before under Enoch. They've actually dipped into the pocket, their pockets and put extra money in because they realise they can't sit still. And I'm sure with Chelsea being bought and you saw all these companies trying to buy it, Enoch is ultimately looking to, to, to get out and sell, but they need the club to be doing extremely well in all competitions to get the top, top do, uh, dollar that they want for the club. Mike, it has been widely reported um, in the last couple of weeks that Antonio Conte wants four more players, a right-back, uh, a left-sided centre-back, a creative midfielder and a striker. Mm -hmm. Now, I've asked this question um, earlier today to Fabrizio Romano. Do you think Antonio Conte will get all he wants? He said yes. Martin Lipton of the Sun newspaper was on last night. He said yes, Antonio Conte will get everything he wants. Do you believe he will? Uh, I can't see why not. I mean, you know, we seem to be linked with so many players. I don't like, I, I like things when they're under the radar. You know, you go back yeah. to Van der Vaart, Klinsman, Ardiles, yeah. Villa. No one saw these things happening. I know football's changed now and, and the, there's so many people out there in the nose and everything, supposedly. But, you know, if you look at the targets for centre-backs, we all know who we've been linked with. There's a lot of players. There's now sort of players that can play sort of all across the top that we're linked with. So uh, I, I, I can't see why not. But I, I still think we've got to move out players as well. You know, I, I suspect Winks will leave. We know Bergwijn will leave. Joe Rodon with the World Cup coming up, he'll want to be playing week in, week out. I can see Rodon, although I, I, I liked him, I don't think he's had a much of a chance. I can see him probably moved on as well. And and then, as I said, these low knees, you know, this, this we need to get them off, we'll continue to get them off the wage bill uh, in order to uh, free up some more money for players coming in. Melvin, same question to you. Do you think that Antonio Conte will get all of his shopping lists? Yeah, I think so. Um, it's Maybe he won't get his first choice target, but at least usually I think we're looking, I think past seasons we're always getting our third, fourth, fifth choice. Now I think we're much higher up the list. I think Champions League obviously helps a lot. The cash injection helps a lot. Um, I think the root, the, this ruthless energy and, and, and mentality that the club now has with Paratici in charge and them, um, yeah, I, I think we'll we'll get them and we'll get players that fit into Antonio Conte's system. And um, I think they're working differently before. They, they're they like, we have to sell before we can buy. And now it's like, we'll buy, which will send the message to the player. Listen, I, I'll have to leave. And the player will be on his agent, find me a club. Um, players like Mike mentioned, Harry Winks and, and these guys. There's nothing like, there's nothing bad I will say about these players. Like Harry Winks played so well for us in, in in the past he's Tottenham through and through he's one of our own and um 
I wish him the absolute best. And it makes me sad that it didn't work out for him. But when he was at his best, he was an absolutely brilliant player. And I have fond memories of him. And he's a very good player still. Probably he can do a job for Everton. And I wish him the best. But I think as a club, we're, we're growing and we're, we're bigger than Harry Winks. I think players like Kane and Perisic just shows even Son and, and Lloris, we, we managed to keep the best players. In the past, the big players used to leave, you know, Bale, Modric, you know, we all know these guys. They used to leave our club even. But now we're heading in the right direction where players want to come to us. You know, Bissouma is the perfect example. How 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 many links did he have to Arsenal and, 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 and probably other clubs? But yep. he he came to us. Obviously, good work by done by the club. You know, they got it over the line quickly. And um, I think that game that he played versus them, Conte straight away went, get me him. He's 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 one for the team. And probably there's a few other players that Conte decided, listen, I want him, him and him. If not, get me him. They'll, it's like you'll have multiple targets and multiple players that could do a job. And at the end of the day, if we can improve from what we did last season in, 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 in key areas, that's really what we need to do. If we can improve by, listen, if the fullbacks, we all know that they didn't perform four or five goals or, or six goals between the four of them, five, six, seven assists between all of them. It's not, there's not such a high bar. You know what I mean? Like Perisic probably did better than them combined with goals and assists. And if we can get two, three players that can fit the bill and have some kind of experience, we'll, we'll improve drastically. I think we'll probably get into this, but we can, we can fight. We can, we, can, we can be amongst the conversation at least where last season, a year ago, we weren't. A year ago, uh, I don't know, we were looking at Zorro or, or whatever his name was. <laughs> Fonseca. A year ago, we Paulo oh Fonseca. God. We had yeah. a horrible conversation last year. We had a, a video we were doing and live broke that Conte wasn't coming to spares after so long that we were speaking about Conte. We were so sad and so depressed. And the fan base, I've never seen the fan base so united and pulling on the same rope. We're all heading forward and it's beautiful to see makes me so excited. I used to tell Chris, I used to go to the beach last year. I used to put my towel facing down, my spares towel, because I didn't want to speak about spares. <laughs> I, I didn't want to talk about spares. And now I go to the beach with my towel like this. You know what I mean? It's I'm so excited and so happy. And I'll speak to spares about anyone for hours and hours and hours. I can go days talking about spares right now. So Does that mean, know. Melvin, that you'll never get a Tottenham tattoo? Um, <laughs> I, I can't. My father would kill me. <laughs> Josh, let's come to you. So, same question. Do you think Antonio Conte will get exactly what he wants? A right back, a centre back, a creative midfielder and a striker? Well, I hope so. I, I, as a fan, I hope so. Um, from what we've seen so far, I'd assume he will. And I think all of those positions are positions that need to be filled with new transfers, especially a new striker to back up Kane. I think that's the most important thing for Champions League because we all know, it was quite shockingly, Kane didn't get injured last year. But next year with a World Cup in, in, in the Christmas top period, he, he might 
quite likely get injured. We need someone in there, a very good backup, who is willing to sit on the bench, who can come in, who can score some goals. I've seen we've been linked with like Richarlison, the Lautaro Martinez from Inter Milan for a lot of money. Uh, but we need to find someone. I hope Paratici finds someone who's, who can come in and actually kind of act as a number two for Kane because that's who we really need. And we're dying for a creative midfielder, like you said, for, to break down some teams uh, who are going to start parking the bus against us. Uh, we're dying for a, for a new right back. And obviously, Conte wants another centre-back, as you said, to back up our defence. And I think if he gets what he wants, we'll be pushing for the very top, honestly, because Conte is a special manager. And I remember coming on here and... I just remember us being so depressed about Nuno and about the end of Jose. But now, I mean, it's completely changed. We're in such drastically different times here. Anything is achievable under Conte. Even new, even like, I don't even know, getting new panels into the stadium. I'm sure Conte could do that. I tell you, we, we've been through some bad times. I'm, I'm sure, Mike, even, you know, when you do the Spurs show, there's sometimes when, you know, these, these results that we've had over the last few years, you're thinking, do I really have to record this show? Well, not the last few years. I mean, as I said, I'm recording these shows at the moment, Top 10 Tottenham, as sort of people, regulars on the show, well-known Spurs fans, are giving their top 10 moments. And, and, and you know, so I've been doing loads of research. You go back to some of the 90s and... Uh, oh, yeah. When we were mid-table, when teams like Southampton and Coventry and Middlesbrough and Sheffield Wednesday were finishing above us season in, season out. The last, you know, years from... I mean, Martin Yo, I think, really laid the foundations, but going on, you know, the Pochettino years, and there's been a couple of blips, obviously, since he's gone, but it's been incredible. It's been, it's been amazing, the football we're seeing, the matches we, we, we've been seeing. And I think now Champions League football again. I mean, you look at you look at the fixture list, because there's this weird, as, as, as Josh mentioned, this weird season with a break for the, for the World Cup. I've looked, there's 16 games before the break, and I, I, I'm not normally optimistic, I think 13 out of 16 are absolutely winnable. We've only got the only ones we might struggle with City away, uh, Liverpool at home, actually, that's, and Chelsea away, but we've got them early. All the others, you go, you know what? We get a good start. I mean, I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself now, whatever. It's the hope that kills you as a Spurs fan. You, you, but, you uh, sound like there's the no reason like why not. Huh? You sound like me because at the start of every season, I'm thinking, right, we're starting afresh. This is the year we're going to win the FA Cup. This is the year we're going to do this. This is the year we're going to do that. You know, when you think that, you know, the trophies are way overdue and you're talking about winning 13 matches out of the first 16, you know, we could be right up there, couldn't we? I mean, every season, for, for many seasons now, I always, it doesn't matter how bad we are, I always have a bet on Tottenham to win the league just to sort of make things interesting. Obviously, never, ever see my money back. Normally, at the beginning of the season, it's normally around 33 to 1, normally. This season, I think we're like 14 to 1. And you oh, sort wow. of go, okay, City are better than us. We know that. And Liverpool. But with a fair wind and Conte actually finally getting a pre-season with players that he wants, not players that he's got to work with, actual players that he's asked for, because he knows what they can do and they can do a job that he wants them to do. And we know Conte's all about that. You watch all the touchline. He's pointing to past there, back there. He's literally telling them what to do, not like get on with it and whatever. It's incredible, and they're buying into it. They're, this thing, they're buying into it. And if you look at the performances since that awful defeat at Burnley, and we kind oh. of, I thought at best maybe Europa League, most of us went, you know what, Europa League, do you want Europa League? We don't want Conference League. The turnaround, the way we caught up with the Woolwich and, 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 and beat them and, and thrashed them, 
and then you know played ugly and 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 beat Burnley again at home or I think it was Burnley wasn't it? the one 0 the the, the 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 penalty and then Norwich normally Spurs fans of a certain age oh god you know it's been a while now but there was just no problem at all it was just an incredible performance so if we can just take them on and as everyone said we keep key players injury free which, you know, you're going to get injuries. That's why it's so important. There is a, a backup striker, but a backup striker that can start games, can start League Cup games, FA Cup games, start banging in goals. Our backup strikers over the years have been pretty poor, from Soldado when Kane first made it, to Janssen. Um, you know, Vinicius never really got a chance, but it's never really worked yet. It'd be lovely to get someone, you know, wh- whether someone like Dame Scarlett can break through now. I, I saw he scored a couple of good goals for England in 19s. I'm not sure, but it'd be lovely to get someone there, you know, because Kane and Son are sort of, you know, late 20s now. Um, we need to start thinking about the future as well, definitely. Well, if you are going to bet on Tottenham to win the league, please do uh, do it via William Hill. Um, of course, of course. Melvin, <laughs> Melvin, let's come to you. Now, we're talking about um, versatile strikers. Apparently, Antonio Conte wants a versatile striker. And we are being heavily linked with Richarlison and Rafinha. What do you think of both of these players? Uh, from what I understand, we would only be signing one of them. Um, if you had your choice, which one would you choose? The one Antonio Conte wants. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's 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 strange because uh, I don't I don't know. I would either one of them would be fine because they're both prem, Premier League proven. They're both hungry for Champions League football. They're both decent in the Premier League. Um, I don't know. If, I think I would choose Richarlison because I like that bit of nastiness that he have. I think we need that. We have too many. I think Jose summed it up perfectly in the documentary. You know, you, you know the C-word thing. We need that kind of energy in the squad. And I like that. I like the strength, the aggression that he has. And um, don't get me wrong, Rafinha looks just as decent. And, it, and he's, he's fast. He's just so strong. They're both quality players. You know, Conte and Paratici can point out a quality player. It's just getting it over the line. Can we get it done before the... The preseason starts, you know, all these things that we've said so many times. It's just, it'd be nice to get Rafinha because Arsenal are linked with him as well. So Chelsea's done it to us for years. Every single target that we have, you know, they come in the last second and they pick him off, and they're like, "Here we go, let's let's ruin their season, let's ruin their start of the season." So if we can take one of their signings, it'll, it'll be a bonus. So. It doesn't really matter as long as Conte wants him and Conte knows how to use him properly and he fits in our system. It's all that really matters. So I'm happy that we're linked with these guys. We don't have to Google them. You know, he's not coming from this league that, we, you know what I mean? We're looking at, we have to look at these videos online where, you know, he has two goals and he repeats the same goals <laughs> three, three times in the highlights. You know what I mean? We know about, we know his game. We know Rich Allison and, and, It'll be exciting if we can get either of them over the line. And there's the money to do it. It's just, I don't know what's 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 holding them back. Well, you know, it, it's funny you should say that there's money there's money there because Fabrizio Romano told me earlier that Spurs want Richarlison, but they just don't want to pay the money that Everton want. 
Um, you know, for, for me personally, I, I like Richarlison. Whenever I've spoken uh, highly on this channel about him, I've had loads of comments stating that people are really against the signing and have been really negative about him. But I just see him as a really versatile forward, can play through the middle, can play on the left, can play on the right. Uh, you know, he's got that, um, you know, fire in his belly as well and that grit, determination. Um, I like him. Um, Josh, do you, do you, what do you think of Richarlison? It reminds me of a Brazilian Lamella. Yeah. Yeah, we don't need another Harry Kane. I'm not sure. We need something different. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not opposed to the signing. You know, when you have a gut feeling, you think of a signing, you think of them in a Tottenham shirt, and you're like, will that go? Will that not go? I'm not opposed to Richarlison signing. I think, like you said, he's got that grit in his belly. He's very determined. I think he'll thrive under someone like Antonio Conte. But then in the back of my mind, I just think, can we go out there and get someone better? There are better footballers out there who can deputise for Kane and push Kane, I think, more than someone like Richarlison. And when you talk about Rafinha playing up front as a striker, that's that's alarm, bings, uh, alarm bells start ringing for me. He's a winger. We don't want another one of them. Uh, we, want a, we want a proper number nine. We want another number nine. We haven't had a, no, a second number nine since, what, Lorente? Uh, and that was a bit of a. He, I mean, he was a. He was an old chap, wasn't he? And before that was Janssen. So I mean, we haven't had a quality number nine to deputise for Kane for quite a, a long, 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 long time. Um, so yeah, we need to we need to get out there in the transfer market. And I'm sure that the club is doing that right now. We've had so many links to different players, and I'm sure one will come out of nowhere. I, I read some things on Twitter. I think it might have been from Fabrizio Romano saying that Tottenham will pull something out of the bag, uh, uh, something special out of the bag. Uh, that yeah. no one knew was coming. A bit like the Basuma signing came out of nowhere. I mean, that ca- I didn't have a clue that was going to happen. Then all of a sudden, one uh, one morning, we signed Basuma. And that is what I think we need to do with the striker. I don't like all this uh, kind of media talk saying, oh, Tottenham are haggling for Rafinha and Arsenal are haggling for Rafinha. I want us to go out there, be cold and be strategic and go out there and get us a striker who's going to fit the mould, like Melvin said, of Antonio Conte. It doesn't matter what the fans want and it doesn't matter what the fans think is too expensive. It matters what Antonio Conte thinks because he's the manager of our football club and he's the one who's going to be coaching these footballers. The fans don't actually rule this football club. He does. Mm. Mike, what do you think of Richarlison? You a fan? I've always liked him. I mean, whenever we've played against Everton, he's, you know, I think he's Everton's best player. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, they had a wretched yeah. season this season, but he always looks dangerous. He he goes into a bit of a strop, admittedly, whenever I've seen him. He goes down too easily. Uh, he retaliates a bit too much. But I assume Con- Conte likes something about him. Look, I mean, he's quite young. He scores goals, scores a lot of goals, uh, always looks dangerous. Uh, give him chances. I think he'll put them away. Um, you know, I mean, you talk about the money, players they want to pay what they think. I mean, as I mentioned before, maybe Winks could be some sort of player swap thing. It wouldn't surprise me if maybe like Mora might be moved on as well. If we get Richardson, I could see maybe that happening. Mora maybe being offered to Everton as well. I don't know. So, uh, it'll be interesting. Uh, and uh, you know, maybe Josh is right. Maybe there is something up their sleeve or whatever that there's there is a, a, a big signing, but. I, I don't. I, I'd be amazed if it's like a Lotaro's Martinez because a player that big will want to play week in week out, and 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 they're not. I mean, unless he sort of changes the system, I can't see him in tinkering that much with with what he wants. 
Surely it has to happen this summer, though, Mike, that we sign a striker because I know a lot of people will rub say their every, eyes. We now. say it every year. We say I know, every year. I, know. I say this all the time. The, the famous stat 2017 was the last time we actually signed a striker on a permanent deal. You know, it's crazy, isn't it? It is, it is ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. You know, look, they're very difficult to find. You know, ones that bang the ball in the net, left, right, and centre. We've got the best striker in the world, I think, in Harry mm. Kane. So, you know, it, it, it's very, very difficult. Would it be a young, young, Maybe with Charles, you know, someone sort of young who thinks, you know what, I don't want to back up. I'm going to score some goals in this League Cup game, a bit like Kane did when he started. Yeah. And all of a sudden, I mean, you remember when we had Soldado there, and it was so, bless him, he just couldn't put the ball in the net. And I think it was a European game, wasn't it, that Kane came on, did well. And then you sort of, all the fans went, well, you kind of got to start this kid in the league, haven't you? Because the one that's meant to be starting the league's not doing it. So you're not going to get that kind of person there usurping Kane. So you've got to, I mean, you look you look back at something like Dylan Markham Day, who, who went to Blackburn and whatever. He was clearly thought there's no chance I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna start uh in the first team. And I think that's a bit sad and a bit wrong. You look at the games next season again. So many games. Um, let's get someone on who can hit the ground running, is proven, can put the ball in the net. We don't really want another sort of, you know, we don't need someone that's going to need so much game time just to sort of find the net, like so many we've seen in the past, the Yancers of this world. Someone can come in and told you're playing all the cup games, you're going to play certain games. You know, Kane, as you said, Kane last season, the first season of why he didn't get injured. He might get a knock. He's got the World Cup as well. You know, something like that might happen. You don't want, like, normally when you're going, oh, some will go up top and, oh, how are we going to do this? Just get someone in. Mike, it seems highly likely that the likes of Troy Parrott, who, of course, has spent uh, time on loan at MK Dons last season, and uh, Dane Scarlett, will actually go out on loan next season. Would that surprise you, um, particularly that we can use five subs from the start of next season? Well, it'll only surprise if we don't get in, don't go and get another striker. You know, if if that's the case, this is what you're hearing. That says to me that we are going to get in a proper centre forward uh, as 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 backup. You know, so many other teams, you know, have one, two, three centre forwards ready to come on. Um, look, we don't see them training day in day out. If 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 the hierarchy thinks that uh, Scarlett and Power are not quite ready yet. To, to, to feature in games and come on with 15 minutes to go. Um, you know, it, it's not like we've got... It's very rarely that Kane and Son are having a nightmare of a game when you're there going, I'll haul them both off, let's get someone else on. It's not normally that. It's normally the midfield that isn't creating or they're like that Brighton game. They were both marked so much. We didn't have another player that could burst through and do anything. So if they are going to go out on loan, that says to me that someone is being lined up. And maybe this whole Richarlison, maybe all this is a, I hope might be a smokescreen. Maybe there is someone else that maybe we haven't really thought about from uh, maybe one of the other leagues that, that they're trying to do a deal with now. Well, as I say, Fabio is in Italy at the moment, so you never know. Um, might be on holiday. Well, well, yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, Melvin, Mike mentions uh, about creative midfielders there. Now, talk to me about Christian Eriksen. Why have Spurs not pursued this deal? You know, they, they spoke to him and his agent 20 days ago. Uh, they haven't spoke to them since, and it now looks like he will be signing for Brentford or Manchester United. Why do you think the Spurs have not re-signed Ericsson? I have no idea. I don't know. It's another no-brainer to me. Um, but there must be a reason. There, I don't know. They, they, they must have a reason. Maybe a different target. Maybe the money's being, you know, 
pushed for the striker role or whatever. Maybe Conte prefers to attack with the wing backs, like we said. Maybe he feels there's already four decent midfielders. Maybe Ericsson wants guaranteed football, and I don't see him playing, you know, week in, week out. I think it weakens the system if he changes it. Changes it. You know, I think with Kulu, Son and Kane, it's already pretty strong. Um, I don't think we're that kind of club where we have to change our system, you know, to, to, to fit Ericsson into the role. I think England do that sometimes. It's like they change, they play players out of position or they change the formation. They don't, I think the formation as it is and the system that we play is pretty strong. And I don't think we should jeopardize anything or, or change anything just so we can have Ericsson back. I love Christian Ericsson. Um, I, I will always think of him in, as a, you know, a Spurs legend, even though he didn't win anything, which is a shame. And we, we've said these things before and it's a shame what happened to him. Even, even if none of that happened I, and, and the way things ended with Spurs, I still have massive respect for, for the player and massive love for what he did with us. You know, it was a beautiful period under Pochettino and, and he was, you know, one of the amazing seven that we signed. And luckily we signed him because that money was nearly wasted. If we didn't have Ericsson from, from those seven, you know, he really dragged us out of, of very sticky situations sometimes with his last minute goals. I would love to have him back. I, I don't know why, but there must be a reason. There must be a reason because if Conte wanted him, they would have said, listen, we'll give you money, we'll give you game time, whatever. They would have outlined all of these things. But as we saw with the documentary, Ericsson's camp is a bit weird and, and, and it's like it's difficult between agents and, and Levy and there must be a little bit of, you know, a bitter taste how things ended. But the fans love him and he still loves Spurs. So I think, I, I if honestly, I think we spoke about this, me and you, Chris. I thought taking my Spurs glasses off, I would go to Manchester United. You know, not being biased, I think Spurs fans would still love Ericsson. I, w- I would go to, to a different club, a different challenge. And um, do, do, do yeah. you know what, Melvin? It, it, it actually surprises me how many Spurs fans say that they don't want Ericsson back. It really does surprise me. No, I would have him back in a heartbeat. I think he's a perfect signing for us. He's perfect. He's, he suits the system. He's perfect substitution when we need the goal. He's perfect. I would take him in a heartbeat. But... There must be a reason that they haven't done all of that because it's a no-brainer. But there must be some kind of reason. There must be maybe a player that they think they can get. If it's Paqueta or Zaniolo, there must be some kind of reason because it makes no sense not to go for him. But there must be a reason. And this will come out in the future why Ericsson didn't come back. But right now, we just don't know the answer. I wish I knew the answer. But it will come out in the future. Maybe... You know, it, it will we'll know the answer in the future because it makes no sense why wouldn't we go for him? It makes perfect sense, but there must be some kind of reason. Are you surprised, Josh? Because if you have an initial conversation twenty days ago and then don't go back for a, a second conversation, surely there must have been interest there in the first place. I can see. Um, well, am I surprised? Um, I don't know. I think there's I think there's friction. I think as Melvin said, I think there's quite a lot of friction between the two camps. The way that it ended between Ericsson and Tottenham was not in a good in a good fashion at all as we saw on that all or nothing documentary on Amazon uh when he left. 
And I just feel like since what happened to him personally, and how, although it was absolutely shocking, and, I, and it's beautiful that he's come back to, to football, and I'm so happy for him. And seeing him play for Brentford made me happy as a Spurs fan because we all love Ericsson. I just feel like Conte probably demands a lot of a player. And does he believe in someone like Ericsson after what's happened to him personally to, to, to actually perform on his high fitness demands, on high performance demands? It's probably different at Brentford to how Conte wants it. And I assume Thomas Frank and Antonio Conte are extremely different managers. Uh, and that, well, you just have to look at their track record to have a look at that. Uh, so I can I can sense a, a bit of tension, and I'm sure that uh, Paratici and Tottenham and and Daniel Levy are looking at various options for a centre attacking midfield, not just Ericsson. As you said, they've had conversations 20 days ago. But uh, as Melvin said, I, if I was Ericsson, I would go nowhere near Man United. I think that's a poison chalice. I think that 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 club is, is, is that I was really I wouldn't like to see Ericsson in a Man United shirt personally. If it was me, I'd I'd love to see him back at Tottenham, but I worry uh, I worry about what Antonio Conte wants. If he wants him back, then I'm fine with it. But I'd like to see Ericsson actually stay at Brentford. I think I think that's a perfect place for him. I think he settled in really well, and I think we should go out there and get a slightly younger, more talented, hungry player who can fit into Antonio Conte's system. I from what I've been reading, we've we've been linked with the the young Roma boy Zaniolo. We've been linked to in the past. Uh, We've lived with him for about few, ten years. For about ten years, yeah. I remember under Jose. Uh, he's a he's a very talented he's a very talented boy, and obviously you've got the Italian connection with Conte with Paratici. I'm sure they're on it uh, in Italy, uh, and I'd love to see a, a player like that. I feel like Ericsson, I, I don't know. I don't think he's the right fit at the moment. I, I really don't. I think. Looking through Tottenham glasses, you think, oh, I'll bring him back for the for the memories, for the nostalgia. But I think we need to actually move on as a club. Do, uh, do you know what, Bob? I, I don't feel I, I'm being sentimental about it. I just see a real quality player. And when you can have five subs next season, um, you know, Christian Eriksen can turn a game. We know he's got great Premier League experience. We know that he knows half the Tottenham Hotspur squad, mm. played in the Champions League many times. Knows Antonio Conte extremely well. I, ju- I just think it's a no-brainer, but I'm really surprised. Mike, let's come to you on the Christian Eriksen. Are you surprised that we're not going in for him? Well, I think we are. I think, you know, my understanding, I mean, don't forget, you know, free trans is a free transfer, but Eriksen's going to look at the wages he wants. Clearly, his, his agents are coming and said he wants X, and Spurs have gone, oh, he's 30 and all that, you know, what he's been through, don't think he's worth it. We don't know if there's any kind of bonuses he wants, performance bonuses. He's within his rights to say, look, I, I, I'm playing week in, week out for Brentford here. Yes, I, I want to, and I want to stay in London, Champions League, but can you guarantee me to start? No one's going to get a guarantee to start under Conte. So they've obviously gone, well, we can't guarantee you're going to start. Don't forget when uh, he went to Inter, initially uh, the reports were Antonio Conte didn't want him, didn't rate him. Then he did change the system and he slotted him in and he did extremely well. So he knows what he'll get out of the player. I agree with you, Chris. I don't see him starting week in, week out. But when we're playing a team that's a low block and in free kicks, we start winning a couple of free kicks. You know, you want him there. You want him to pass. He can also finish, gets in the box as well. Um, but we don't know what he wants. He's perfectly with his right age 30 to get one big payday from somewhere else. Maybe what's a big signing on fee as well to go somewhere. And Tottenham might go, OK, we now know what you want. Thank you very much. 
We're back in touch. We now got to get some other, you know, other players, other areas would do. And we're going to speak to you um, in a couple of weeks. We don't know what's going on. You know, I think, uh, uh, you know, I, I, if he wants Champions League football, then clearly he, he, he wants to come to Tottenham because Brentford and United obviously aren't. But uh, we'll see. I'd like to have him back for the reasons you gave. He can turn a game. But will he start week in, week out? No. And if he wants to, if he's coming thinking that's the case, then maybe he's best not to come. Mike, you mentioned Joe Roden earlier and you said mm. you were a fan of Joe Roden. Now, apparently Fabio Prasci uh, was at Roma the other day talking about Joe Roden possibly going there under Jose Mourinho. And reports have come out stating that when Jose Mourinho left Spurs, he said to club captain Hugo Lloris, look after Joe Roden because he will probably become the best defender at Tottenham Hotspur. What do you make of Joe Roden's situation? Because um, it seems strange that Jose apparently has said that, but he didn't really play him uh, when he was there. Not many Spurs managers recently have played Joe Roden. He seems to play more for his country than he does for Spurs. Mm. What do you make of this situation? Look, he's still a young player. And uh, what has happened last season was Eric Dyer, that not many of us saw, had a wonderful season. Romero, despite his injuries, incredible season. Ben Davis, who I think most fans this time last year would say he's one player, we won out, what he's whatever, has been a revelation. So it's been very, very difficult to get into that back three. Going back to Mourinho from, from memory, um, <clears throat> he played him. He had that really, really poor game at home to Liverpool where he made a couple of errors. Mourinho was like, no, he's, he's got to run in the team. I think he played, what, three games in a row and then completely disappeared and we never yeah. saw him again. So I'm surprised that Mourinho now wants him uh, at Roma. If I was Joe Rodon's representatives and I'm thinking, look, with the World Cup coming up, he needs game time. Maybe a loan move might might make sense for everyone. Uh, again, if we if our players remain fit and we do get another centre back in, he's not going to start week in, week out. You can see Rodon again playing, you know, the League Cup games, various other games or whatever, certainly on the bench, but you, you can't play, you can only play 11 players, mm. you know, so there's always going to be players disappointed. Football is a squad game now, it's not 11 aside anymore, it can't be because the amount of games and just how fast-paced games are. So most players you assume uh, know that they're not going to play 38, 40 games a season. Uh, I, I, when I've, you know, again, I, when I've seen him for Wales, when he's come on games in the last, there was a few games near the end of the season when he came on with 10, 15 minutes to go, looked very assured, didn't make any mistakes. You know, whenever Sanchez get the ball, you're like, oh, God, get rid of it. You know, there's that kind of fear that he's going to make a mistake. With Rodon, I didn't feel that the last few times he played. So I'd like to see him stay. But again, he's not going to play week in, week out. Melvin, let's talk a little bit about Giovanni Lo Celso and Tongion Dombele. Do you see either of those two coming back to Spurs and ever putting on that Spurs shirt under Antonio Conte? Um, I think Lo Celso has quite a bit of interest from in Spain because I think he's perfect for that league. So hopefully we can get a deal going on, either it was a sale or a swap. Um, I think Fabio and Levy will be looking to do something like that. Um, in Dombele scares me because he has fairly high wages and um, he didn't really play that well. He only started about six or seven games. Um, I don't know, it's just his his value and his stock just plummeted and, and went so, so down. A player that 
recently I saw his his debut against Villa. I, I saw a bit of highlights, and he played he played well. He actually scored, and it just went all downhill. It's just Jose summed up Tangi perfectly, and um, it's a shame because he's so talented, and and you only get these kind of chances once in your life. And um, like Chris, you played in the stadium, and you walk in there, and you you're like, wow. I play here. I have the chance to play here. Why wouldn't you do absolutely everything in your power and your strength to play the best game in your life or the best football you can possibly play? And he's ruining his chance, his one chance. He's playing. He, he's he has the talent. He just doesn't have the drive or the motivation or the the will. Uh, it's 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 a shame. It makes but me sad. Alley. Well. There's arguments for for many players. You know, there's many players that have the talent but don't have the drive and the motivation and and the mental side of the game. I think it's it's not just talent. You can have the talent, but if you don't have this routine and, and this sort of thing implemented in your brain when you're at a young age, I think when you get older, it's just you get surpassed by by players who are average, but they have the work rate and the mentality and. Just look at Jordan Henderson. Jordan Henderson doesn't have the talent Ndombele has, but he works probably ten times as hard hard as Ndombele. It just I I I would love him to somehow, you know, do it under Conte. I don't know, maybe it's the diet or the preseason or whatever. But I don't think it's gonna happen. And if we do, Levy's gonna have to take a massive, you know, chunk. And, and a massive loss on Ndombele, which Mike mentioned, something that Levy never does. And, and, and you can see the club is doing things that we've never done before in our history. You know, we're taking these sort of things. We, in the past, where we, where we, we stumble up, we, we, we delay, we want to sell for a higher price. Even with the, I'm going to jump now to Jet Spence. Like, why we're fighting, we're haggling over a couple of million. Like, why is Levy... Levy's still Levy, isn't he? He's still doing these things. It's like old habits. How do they say that saying? It's like old habits die hard. Yeah. It, it, it's, a, it's a weird one, Melvin, because apparently Fabio Prasci was uh, was talking initially. Then he's come away, and now Daniel Levy has taken over this negotiation. Do you, do you find that yeah. a bit odd? It's. I mean, I Levy's done. Levy's done some great things for the club, and and at the same time, he's done some things where he frustrates us very, very much. And these instances where a couple of billion is like, just give it, give it to them. This player will double in price next season under when when he plays under Conte. Conte has a history of buying these players and turning them into stars. Just look at how much profit he earned. Inter from the players that he sold, Hakimi. He made Lukaku look like Harry Kane. <laughs> yeah, it's it's true. It's true. And and watch Lukaku go back to winter and score seven goals next season or nine goals. It's all about Conte. He turns players into superstars. He turn he knows how to get the best out of players. His training, his regime, everything. And I wish somehow he can do this to Ndombele. Somehow, but in in the six, seven, eight months that he worked with him, he must have saw something where he says this player cannot cannot do it. And the same with Deli Ali. But players that we thought could never do it did. Players like Ben Davis, you know, these players, Matt Doherty, Dyer, these these players managed to turn it around. They convinced us 
and Conte that they can do it. They can perform. They can be re relied on. And in Dombele, just and even Los Celso, we cannot rely on them. Just simple as we cannot rely on them. How many Conference League games and, and League Cup games and FA Cup games did they let us down? You know, mm. how, six, seven, eight times where these players were. We want to see what you're made of. And they let us down in the last two two years since they've been at the club. How many games? We're like, this is the moment, your moment. Come on. You know, this is why we bought you, why we paid 100 billion for both of you combined. We were so excited about these players. I was so excited about both of them. And I used to tell my friends, look at these guys. They're so good. And I used to show them their, their highlights. And But they let us down. Sim simple as. I'll come back to uh, talking about right backs in a second. Um, but... Um, in two weeks' time, we fly to South Korea for the uh, for pre-season. Uh, and in 19 days, we have our first pre-season game. And six weeks tomorrow, we have our first Premier League game. Now, Josh, oh, wow. do you expect do you expect the likes of Tongyeon Dombele and Giovanni Lo Celso to be on that plane to South Korea? Oh, no, no way. No way. They will disrupt that dressing room, both of them. I hope they don't get on the plane. I hope they're gone by then. But, I but, more... but, but we fly in two weeks. Do, what, what does Antonio Conte say to these players then? You're, you're not coming? Ban them off the plane. Don't let them get bored that plane. We've got to keep that dressing room as tight as possible. We can't afford any disruptions. And that's what I, I did see some things about, like, they were gonna, there were some plans to separate these players and, and stop them from training with, with the squad. And I actually agree with those, those, those plans because our squad at the end of last season was so tight-knitted. You know exactly what starting eleven was going to play. You knew exactly what we we're going to get out of every single player, and they performed week in week out for Antonio Conte. And we cannot afford for somebody who's who's pretty much. I'm going to be harsh here, but they they did totally fail on for the amount of money that we well we didn't as fans, but the club invested in those players a huge amount of money. As you said, 100 million pounds, 60 yeah. something on on Ndombele. And I think even Lo Celso, the amount of money we paid with the loans and the structured payment that we actually did for La Celso, it, it, it calculated to a massive sum. And that both of them really didn't make an impact at all, which is a real shame because I was really excited for both of them, as Melvin said. I mean, got them on my back of my shirt and now I feel like an absolute mug. <laughs> Literally, feel like a mug. Because uh, I was that excited. I, I thought they were, I thought La Celso, I'd watched a bit, you, you know what I'm like, with, with Spain football, with Spanish football, Chris, with Girona. Um, I, I was really excited. Yeah. He did really well for Real Betis, and he just came here, and he's not suited for the Premier League. And some players just aren't suited for the Premier League. It's, it's just how it is. And some players look at Kulusevski. He's come in, and he's just absolutely torn up the league. And I would never, ever, I, I did not know, think that was going to happen in a million yeah. years. So I was like, who is this guy? Never heard of this guy. Uh, a lot of Spurs fans were, and he proved a lot of people wrong. And I'm really glad he did that. I'm really glad because I think we need to do more Kulusevskis and less. Lo Celso and the Nobeles. Um, so yeah, I, I don't want them boarding the plane. Um, I, I think, as I think it was Melvin, I think it's going to be hard. As Melvin said, it's going to be difficult shifting these lads out of the club. Uh, they're on a lot of money. Um, Lo Celso probably a bit easier. I've heard there's a bit of uh, links with Atletico Madrid. Uh, Diego Simeone sees him as, a, as quite a good player, and he's probably he'll probably perform really well. And good luck to the boy. He seems like a nice a nice lad. Uh, but he's just not suited to our football club, unfortunately. And uh, I hope he, I hope he has a good time if he moves to Spain. And Undon Bele, obviously, it's just such a tough one. We spent such a lot of money on him. He's such a talented football player, and he's even done it in snippets for Spurs. 
you just see that talent and his his, his raw skills as, as an amazing footballer, but he just doesn't have he just doesn't have it in the Premier League. It's it's really it's actually quite frustrating to see because mm. if he tapped into his full potential, he could be an absolute wonderful player. But he's just he just hasn't done it, and he didn't. And I thought maybe send him as he obviously went back to Leon on loan, and it just didn't work out again. And I do, like I said earlier, to, I do I do think it could be just another Deli Ali situation whereby the player's got so much talent and it just doesn't quite work out in his career. And that's a real shame to see. It's really sad to see in any sport, not let alone football, because some people are born with the talent. And uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's very sad to see. Mike, we know how important pre-season is to Antonio Conte. And as I've said, the you know, Spurs squad fly to Korea in just two weeks' time. Do you see Spurs getting all of that business done, as I mentioned earlier, right back, centre back, uh, creative midfielder, striker in the next two weeks? Because Conte it was the first ever season in his managerial career where he managed a, season, a club mid-season, and we saw mm. what he achieved. You know, if, if he has these players in to go to South Korea, work with the players in pre-season, who knows what we can achieve next season? But are you expecting it? I don't think we'll get all the players he wants before that time. Um, and maybe all the players he wants aren't people in his head that are going to start. You know, Jed Spence, let's say the Spence thing, it does happen. Can you see him starting week in, week out? No, he's he's a championship player that needs to be nurtured and improved. He's not going to start immediately. So I, I don't think he will. It's, it's a kind of strange... These pre-seasons are always strange. Obviously, South Korea, because of Sunny, I believe we've already sold out the stadium there. There's this weird... Minutes. Yeah, incredible. There's this weird one game in Israel down in Haifa. Uh, they're playing, which is another strange one, just for sort of one game. Uh, we've then got the game. I'm, I I hope to go to the Glasgow Rangers. We got away. That is always fun going up there. Um, and that kind of seems to be it, as you said. In August the 6th at home to Southampton, it starts because the World Cup so so early. So I'd be, I mean, you said to me that there's still four more players they want to get in. Probably not. I could probably see two more done before then. But we don't know how how close he is with the Sped still, with the Richarlison or Rafinha, with Ericsson, where we are with that. There'll be another surprise one. Um, well, I, I, I don't think so is, is, is the answer. Maybe two, maybe three. You mentioned surprise, Mike. What surprise do you want? Uh, I well, I mean, obviously, I mean, I'm trying to think. I mean, I'd like to see someone like Zaniolo. That I'd love to see a really good young player that that fits the Premier League and and blows us all away. I mean, Rafinha. Whenever I've seen him for Leeds, Leeds are a basket case of a, of a team, <laughs> but certainly, certainly in their in their pomp under Bielsa, he looked fantastic. He's only young. He's, what, 24, 25, Rafinha, something like that. I think he'll be exciting. You know, as Tottenham fans, we've we've been grown up watching exciting fans. Tottenham have always had flair players. Uh, and that's, that's why we love Tottenham beyond most teams. You know, we've always had these incredible flair players that will get you up off your seat. And uh, I think Rafinha is, is one of those players. So maybe he's the one, but I think... The, the, the papers are saying Leeds wants 65 million for him. You know, that's that's is he worth 65 million? Probably not. So, unless they drop the prices because he definitely wants to go, I believe he wants to go to Barcelona 
who thought they'd get him on the cheap if Leeds got relegated, and they didn't. So it looks like Barcelona aren't going to come in for him. So I think it's going to be us, or he'll just stay at Leeds for another season. Mike, I ask every single guest that comes on this channel, particularly when we're talking transfers, who was the last uh, player that you got really, really excited about Spurs signing? Because I'd have to go back to 94 Klingsman because he was a world-class player at that time. We brought him in when he was at the top of his game. Who's, who, who's your favourite? Well, I mean, well, I mean, now I can turn round and, and sort of go, well, you know, Benson, Kern, Kulisewski, fantastic. But we did, I didn't know much about either of them. The one, yeah. the one that got me really excited, the last one, I have to go back to Van der Vaart, you know. Okay. And I think Kulisewski and, and, and Benson Kerr have now turned out to be the best sort of January window signings. They've gone straight into the team and played brilliantly almost week in, week out. But Van der Vaart that season was incredible. Not just the skill on the pitch, but just his enthusiasm. The way we and him, where we connected, he connected with the fans. Some of those away games when he was giving it was absolutely fantastic. I mean, that was a real left field one. You know, is that kind of player out there that's been there, done it, available? Who knows? But I mean, if anyone does, it'll be Paratici. Yeah. Well, let, let's end on that. Melvin, who's, who's your favourite uh, last signing? Um, this is going to sound a bit, you know, I, I really liked Toby. When we signed Toby, I thought he was okay. an excellent signing. Mm-hmm. You know, he came in, he did the job. He was very, he was perfect. He slotted the Premier League experience under under Pochettino. was the perfect signing for us at the time and and, and uh, had that fantastic season at the finale of the lane and and didn't have didn't have a defensive error for like a whole year or something like that. It was <laughs> was was a perfect signing. It's it's difficult to get excited about defenders because they don't score and, and it's not the flashy player, but it was perfect for us. And 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 this season, you know, Christian Romero was a bit a bit a bit similar to that. You know, speaking to Serie A fans and stuff like that, they all they all rated him. They all thought he was excellent. He won Defender of the Year, which is not something easy to do in, in, in Italy. I mean, those guys pretty much invented how to defend in football. So to to win to win an award like that, it's, he's, he's a special defender. So, yeah, Toby got me excited, but I'm excited about about Real this season. Yeah. Josh, Sorry, what about you? Sounds a bit uh, cliche, but I was, I was so excited when Gareth Bale re-signed for us. I know that hype... Those videos, I, I, that, mm-hmm. I, that, I was something really special about that. And I, I just, still, I still get a bit upset that he wasn't utilised that season. He was, whenever he played, he was so good. And I'm really, as well, what breaks my heart is that we weren't allowed to see him mm-hmm. with all the COVID restrictions and the fans would, weren't would able like, to. Would you like him to come back again? Oh, well, you would, I wouldn't mind. you? I, I, I mean, oh, one last dance, maybe. <laughs> one last dance. He's still an incredible player, you know, Chris. And people call me sentimental about Ericsson, eh? <laughs> who would you take? Bear, who would you take, Bell or Ericsson? Ericsson. Really? Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Melvin? Bale. What about you, Josh? Ericsson or Bale? I don't know. That is such a tough one. Have them both. why not Um, Mike thanks so much for joining us this evening and tell tell everyone what you're up to at the moment and uh, you've got many shows going out during the summer as well 
Yeah, well, we're doing these shows, Top 10 Tottenham, and well-known Tottenham fans uh, regale their memories of their greatest Tottenham moments. It's been brilliant because obviously a lot of the same games come up, but everyone has different stories. So we've had, uh, I've just done David Aronovich, uh, Richard Blanchflower, son of Danny Blanchflower. Uh, we've got Tracy Crouch, MP, coming up, Phil Cornwell. Um, so they're on the Spurs show feed twice a week. There's one coming out tomorrow. Um, I can't remember who the one is tomorrow, but yeah, there's one coming out tomorrow morning. So great, great audio footage as well. Some games that you completely forgotten about are discussed. So go and check those out on the Spurs show feed at Spotify and iTunes and all the usual places. Mike, I haven't mentioned trophies on this uh, on this show yet. Do you think we're going to win one next season? Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> would would you just take the League Cup now? I'd love to see us win the FA Cup. Honestly, I'm a huge FA Cup fan. It's been over 30 years now. It's a disgrace that we haven't yep. won anything now. Well, certainly since 2008. If you don't include the League Cup, nothing uh, since uh, that FA Cup in, in 91. It is, 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 it's embarrassing. Now there's money coming in, Champions League football. Why not? I mean, you know, I, I, I'd be delighted. Uh, finally, uh, to see th- and this team, this this coach, they deserve to win something. Harry Kane, Homin yes. Son, us as fans, we deserve to see Tottenham Hotspur lift the trophy next season. Yes, well said, Melvin. Thanks so much for joining us again, and, and tell everyone what you're up to at the moment. Um, not much. Um, here in Malta, we have a spares club in Malta. If you have, if you ever visited Malta. Try to find it, Spares Malta. It's in, in the heart of Valletta. It's quite a beautiful place. Um, Spares fans here, you know, you, you could speak to them all day. They all love the club. They all wear the shirts. And and um, the, 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 fans, the fans in England and the fans in Malta, I'm pretty sure the Maltese fans are just, above, just as obsessed as you guys. And we don't have the privilege of going week in, week out. But... We just we just love the club and uh, there's about 900 of us here spares fans mm-hmm. members total amazing yeah so look up spares malta and you can find me on twitter i'm usually defending spares or arguing with with arsenal fans and <laughs> and you know the normal the normal stuff trying to get through the day through the heat and um yeah hopefully we have a good season and, and a good summer and other trophies coming um I, I knew you were gonna ask me this and, and, and I thought about it. Um I um I think we'll improve this season, we'll see improvements and I think that will result into into trophies. But if all we can expect from our team is to improve, you know, every day. You see Kane improve, Son improve, an overall improvement and, and it's a byproduct. Trophy is a byproduct of having a very good team and, and improving, you know, from every game. So, and Josh, yes. thanks so much for joining us again. It's been a long time since you've uh, since you've been here, so it's been great having you back. Yeah, it's, it's lovely to come on, Chris. I, I always enjoy it. It's good to speak to some like-minded Spurs fans, and yeah, any any time. But I'll just let you know, Chris. Obviously, me and Chris met up for the first time uh, when Tottenham played Girona in a in a friendly in Spain. But I just I don't know if you've seen, but they've just got promoted back to La Liga. So uh, maybe Tottenham will play Girona sometime in the future. That'd be good, Chris. That'd be good. Lovely place, Chris. Before we go, can we just mention one thing? Because I had this awful record every time I come on the show that Spurs would lose, 
Oh no! <laughs> that's, why we got you. that's why he got you and on pre-season. And I, <laughs> and I went to England, and I went to England for the Arsenal and the Burnley match. So we won those games. So nothing to worry about. The, the streak has been broken. Fantastic. Yeah, many people when they'd see me in the stadium, they're like, "Milwin's not on tonight, is he?" And I'm like, no. <laughs> We're safe. We're safe. Well, Mike, Melvin, Josh, can't thank you enough for your time. It's been a pleasure talking to all three of you. Hopefully, in the next couple of days, we will have our fourth signing of the uh, summer transfer window. So thanks so much for watching, everybody. And thanks so much for listening to this podcast. And I'll see you on the next one. Come on, you Spurs. See you, everyone. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you 24-7, with supplies and solutions for every industry, and access to product specialists ready to help. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.